Hi, welcome back to PNH Expanded. This is Mike. Sorry I missed the uh, podcast and writing last week when we beat Wolves. That was a bad one to miss. I just have been... Spring is my super busy time, or late winter spring. And so um, even today was a tough one, driving back from being out of town. And then I'm packing to go out of town again to Italy and Greece. So I... um, I've had to rustle this together, but I hope it's quality and I hope that um, it uh, resonates with with what you've just seen. So, first of all, the sliding doors moment of the game, I was racking my brain about that one and then it popped up and became clear. It was that, was it 17 seconds into the game that Manuel Dennis scored? Well, that becomes a different game. When a home team scores that early and then the game state changes, doesn't it? You know, they potentially box it in, park the bus and make it very difficult for us. And the game becomes different, completely different. And that game that we watched was more of a basketball game end to end. They felt the confidence to go forward. Of course, their strength is their attack and good for them. They created quite a few opportunities uh, but that's without um, a doubt the uh, the sliding doors moment of the game because that would have changed the flow of the game, the design of the game. Uh, I wanted to pick a, a positive that I'm starting to notice creep into our game. I'm noticing that the ever-improving uh, Martin Odegaard is attracting eyes and because he's attracting eyes from opponents, somebody on the Arsenal team is often free. Well, uh, we are quite effective in most zones of the pitch now, so it's hard to leave an Arsenal player free, but they left Thomas Party free. And what I noticed is that he took advantage of that situation. There were When you're left free in the middle of midfield, it's nice. You, you can take your time. But the trouble is, if you take your time in modern football, then everybody gets back in position and feels comfortable defensively. And Thomas Partey was pushing the ball forward between the lines with two touches and more often than not one touch. And he had all the time in the world to take all the touches he wanted, but played for the team. And there were so many times that we picked the uh, ball up in that pocket behind the midfielders. And if you watch closely when Arsenal are... um looking like they're going to punch the ball forward from midfield, the first movement of Martinelli and and often Lacazette is towards the opponent's goal. And you might think that that's irrelevant, but you see, in order for your playmaker to receive the ball in space and you want him to be closer to the back of their midfield than halfway between their midfield and their defence, because as the time travels, a ball travels, sorry, um, then... Uh, a defender can travel into his back and make it difficult for Martin Odegaard. So that movement by Martinelli and Lacazette moves the back four. It moves them back, giving Odegaard time and space to receive the ball in. And we are repeatedly, not just on transition, but in just general play in the middle third, uh, punching that ball forward to Odegaard. And a lot of that has to do with the first initial movement of our forwards in order to give him that space. So... I'm enjoying watching the ball moving quicker through midfield because that has been a need for, gosh, so, so long. And now it's 
move moving up to be a positive for the team uh, and how joyful it is to uh, watch our team knowing that we can threaten from a variety of different areas and the opponent knows that now so they're not comfortable just honing in on Saka and Watford didn't do that as much as other opponents have which might be smart on their part um, because uh, there is a threat uh, all over the field even though some offer more than others. Uh, I wanted to uh, share an emotion that I had when picking out a need of improvement. I don't know if this is harsh because we've just won again. We've had a far improved attacking display over the last, I don't know, month perhaps. And we look like scoring goals and that's still somewhat fresh in my mind. But I do also notice that we still lack the ruthless streak. I haven't heard that adjective put alongside Arsenal's name for many, many a year. And that will turn us into title contenders. We've seemed to have caught the clean sheet bug, which is a great one to have. And now we're progressing the ball through midfield with players in form and we're starting to create chances and score. But there were quite a few times in that game at 3-1 that I felt that we were just, I don't know if it's a naivety or a complacency or just the players having fun and just trying things that they would personally prefer over the needs of the team. But there was an opportunity for Erdegaard. I think it was it was the one he laid back for Lacazette when he didn't have to lay it back for Lacazette. He had the opportunity himself and Lacazette put the ball over the bar with his left foot. You might remember late in the second half. And there were a few of those. And we don't seem to have the same desire to put the ball in the net when we're a couple of goals ahead that we, than we do when we're needing a goal. And I think that's a problem. And it's a problem because we're capable. If we weren't capable of getting a fourth and a fifth and improving our goal difference and creating that separation so we don't have a final 10 minutes of nervousness, and maybe that's what Arteta was alluding to somewhat in his press conference, it's unnecessary. And if you're given these opportunities, you've got to play as if you need the goal. There was another one that jumps to my mind. Lacazette was breaking down the middle and he had Saka, I believe, to his right and Martinelli to his left. And Saka was a 30% chance and Martinelli was probably a 70% chance. And again, I don't know why he did what he did. I'd have to ask him, but and I'm not sure you'd get the truth. But it was so obvious that the easier ball was to Martinelli. And Martinelli probably would have slotted it home and that would have made it 4-1 to one instead of an uncomfortable 3-2, to two, which is what it turned into being. And Arsenal really have to try to change their mentality when they are presented with opportunities when they're winning by a couple of goals, even just a goal sometimes. Um, and I'm not saying that we should always push for goals and push and push. And as Arteta said in his press conference, controlling the game, he talked about making 300,000 passes in, in midfield, just just slow it down, take the tempo, take the energy of the home fans out who are wanting to come back into the game uh, and just control it. But then, but then there, there's 
there's a change that has to happen at the point in which you create a chance. You can't be quite so laid back as you have been previously in the last three or four minutes just pushing the ball around the field just to eat up time. You can't be. Once you're given an opportunity, you have to have the mentality that you need the goal. Again, not when you're necessarily building up, because if you play in your build-up as if you really need a goal, you're going to change the style of your build-up and not be able to control games and just play the basketball end-to-end-to-end and be exhausted and uh, too many risks involved in that. It's just when the opportunity creates itself. You don't necessarily create it because you're comfortable just having the ball, resting in possession, wasting time. But inevitably, an opportunity will come up. Change the mentality and we will move from being a good team, which is where we are now, to a very good team as we can put teams to bed. And these last 10, 15 minutes will be enjoyable. And, you know, to add to that, there are opportunities for Arsenal. Uh, you think about this one. So the summer, uh, and this is probably what the coaching staff are thinking, and this summer there's a likelihood that Pepe leaves because he hasn't been a roaring success. So, uh, and he's not first choice anymore, and it's doubtful that he will be in the future. So they've got this player coming through who is similar to Saka, uh, not too different to Pepe, and has a bright future uh, in Amari Hutchinson. And there's others in the academy as well with Kido Taylor-Hart and others but uh, and Flores, um, but Amari Hutchinson has been on the bench now three or four or five times. And what I've just said speaks exactly to the opportunity that he is not being given. I do not blame Arteta for not bringing him on when it's 3-1 because we haven't been ruthless and finished the game off. If we would have got a fourth... In yesterday's game, and there's other games in the past, in the very recent past, if we would have taken those opportunities, not pushed for another goal, not pushed, but taken the opportunities when they appear, then at 4-1, that's a different thing. You can bring on the academy kid, and you might think, well, he'll get his chance when he's ready. But here's the thing. What if Arsenal do not need to sign a winger in the summer? Because in the back end of this season, they can... uh, take their chances, be more ruthless, get comfortable leads and feel good about bringing on a player like Amari Hutchinson. He um, impresses, shows that he needs more minutes next season and maybe he becomes the option and saves us, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 million. And that's very real to the club. If the club is wanting quality instead of quantity this summer, which I think is the way this is going to go, then... They would love to be able to save money in a position like that and have Amari Hutchinson be a rotational option in this squad with Saka and Martinelli and Smith Rowe because I'm not sure if we're going to get players with more potential and talent. Maybe that's a stupid thing to say. But he's so young and he has a big future and and it's a big fat question mark because you just don't know how it's going to go when they play in front of a crowd because these guys just essentially don't play in front of a crowd until they play professional football. And that can change everything. But we have to give ourselves the opportunity for the coach to feel good about putting these players on. Here's another one. Zach Swanson. 
um, has been on the bench uh, or has been on the bench. There's There's been opportunities this season for these players to be on the bench recently with the smaller squad and uh, with Cedric out there at 3-1 and having more experience, you're just not going to bring Zach Swanson on. Same situation. Arsenal are probably going to upgrade in the summer and get a better backup right back. We have all kinds of options at the club. We have Norton Cuffey, who's doing very well on loan at Lincoln, scored his first professional goal yesterday. We have Zach Swanson, who is very highly regarded. We have Mon Louis. We have Alabiesu. Um, there might be others, but that's an area that Arsenal stocked in. Left back, not so much. Centre back, not so much. Right back, yes, we need a right back. He may be in the academy. He's actually sitting on the bench. He sat on the bench two or three times. And this isn't the end of the world, but it. when I'm talking about saving money, and let's say you could save money on a Pepe replacement and a Cedric replacement by finding those players in the academy, then you've saved, I don't know, at least 40 million that you can now put into your central midfielder or your striker. And that's the reality of how this thing works. But that would be an awful gamble to sell Pepe, promote Hutchinson, sell Cedric, promote Swanson, when we just don't know because they've never played professional football. But Arsenal don't have a litany of competitions that they're in anymore. We're in one. And we feel, we feel good about that for the first team and to qualify for the Champions League because everything's more streamlined now and focused. But I wish that we could do our coach and our backroom team a big f- favour and be more ruthless so that they can find out about some of these players that are currently on the books. Because it's not just Saka and Smith-Rowe who are the talented ones from the academy we close the door and wait another 10 years. There are others. And Marcello Flores is one who is consistently catching the eye. Saladin as well. I mean, there's two. They could be part of this conversation as well. Okay. Finally, I uh, was thinking... I'm thinking all the time about this striker that Arsenal are going to bring in. And I'm, there's no real clue as to really what type it's going to be. Apart from maybe there's quite a big clue in the fact that we seem to go very hard in on Vlajevic. So, and he is uh, would have been perfect because even though he's only 21, his profile is so well-rounded. Uh, you know, he's he's pretty lethal in front of goal. He's got the aerial threat, which we need. He's got um, such a good movement for one so young. And he's got the good link-up play. Can we find a player who's got all of that? And then when I watch Lacazette, and not so much when I watch Lacazette, but if I, when I... That's not right. Not when I watch Lacazette. When I watch Martinelli and Saka and see their potential, Smith Rowe as well, and I see their potential for goals, and they produce that... Um, this season. So when I see that, I have to recognise that whatever striker that we bring in has to marry with the players that we already have, because these players are potentially elite talent. And so we're not dealing with bringing a world beater at centre forward and the others just have to conform. It's going to have to go both ways. 
because there's a strong argument that whoever this guy is, that he's not going to be a better footballer than Bukayo Saka, not necessarily worthy of greater spotlight. And for the team to shift and refocus and restyle because he showed up, you know, we wouldn't want to just streamline Saka into, uh, you know, a give-it-to-him player. So this striker, when we're thinking about who this mystery person or persons will be, we have to remember that they have to match the abilities of these three players. Well, let's call it four. You've got Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Saka and Odegaard. And we haven't really tapped into Martin Odegaard's ability to assist as well. Slide balls uh, behind the defenders. So we need a forward that can um, do that too. Hmm. It's a, it's an interesting one. And uh, for right now, I'll leave you with my best thought in regards to this. I have not seen a better all-round option in Europe this season than Brozier at Southampton. But Chelsea will try to rip us off. Okay, I'm going to go and enjoy a trip to Europe. Lucky me. Cheerio.